0: Welcome to episode 11 of Cinebabble. I'm your host Ken, and across from me is the lovely and talented Clint Jones. Clint, Hi. How you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. Now, did yeah. you smell anything when you walked in the house tonight? There was a scent in the. There air. was a scent. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit of a sewage problem in the mm, recording okay. studio.
1: I had, uh, I had something
0: bust there. And oh, there's some cleanup to be done in the basement of uh, of this place.
1: Yeah, we'll see it does, how that goes. doesn't really reflect well on our chandelier hanging above us. It doesn't. It doesn't match. It's,
0: it's really low rent and uh, got to work on that. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm a little flustered, a little frustrated. You mm. might hear that in my voice. I can see
1: it on your face.
0: Good. It's just weary. I have weary, <laughs> weary face. Yeah. Uh, it's weary one of those face. long day weary faces. Yeah. yeah. How when was your day? In. Was your day not sewage related? There was no sewage involved. That's good.
1: That's yeah, good. I didn't have to encounter any sewage. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I guess a pretty typical day, not much in the sewage department <laughs> on a good day, that's good, yeah, that's good, yeah. yeah yeah clint
0: Clint is not uh in the sewage industry, so mm-hmm. he's okay on that,
1: that yeah, thing. but you're working your way into the industry, it seems like.
0: I am, I might be crawling under a flight of stairs and doing a little bit of mopping, not looking forward to. <laughs> But that's what happens when you buy a $1.5 million recording studio. Yeah, when some, something goes wrong, you got to get in there and. You got to save money somewhere, I guess. <laughs> the
1: the sewage pumps. cleanup.
0: Yeah. yeah, spend $1.5 on the, the building. But, mm-hmm. man, that cleanup, don't want to spend that kind of money.
1: <laughs> hey, it's either marble or a yeah, sewage pump that works. It's true. Yeah. I, I, you I'm chose wisely. <laughs> Uh, tonight we're
0: trying something a little different. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things we've been watching. We're gonna do a pair of mini reviews of uh, Uncut Gems, which is in theaters right now, and The Lighthouse, which just hit Blu-ray. And then we're gonna take kind of a deep dive into Sam Mendes's 1917, which both of us went and watched in the theater. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't really talked about it. No. Very much. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts. But first. Uh, let's jump right in. What you watching about, Clint?
1: Ken, I have a couple things. Uh-huh. This is going to be a shorter. What you watching about than last week? Which I also have a shorter. What you yeah, watching about? I think last week got out of hand. So a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> looked up. We'll trade off again. Yeah.
0: I like I like taking turns. That's okay. good.
1: Last week I looked up in an hour and went by, and I was like.
0: This is no this is longer a, what you're watching yeah, no. about. This is a series of many reviews.
1: <laughs> I guess that's how we got the idea for it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Jenny and I have been watching this um, comedy series on Hulu. Um, I don't know if you've seen it on there. It's a Canadian show called Letter Kenny. I briefly scrolled by it. Yeah. It's one of their, I guess, ones that they're hosting and trying to promote. Okay. Extensively now, and for a while, it was like previewed before like every show we were watching. And Jenny would get so mad and would like curse its name thing. It looks like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired of this trailer. <laughs> it looks so stupid. I don't want to watch this. So uh, I put it on randomly. I was like, right, I want to see what all the buzz is about this, why they're promoting it so heavily. And it's really good. And I'm seeing why there's. I didn't know at the time, but there's eight, nine seasons of the show up on there. But it's uh, set in Canada. It's about kind of like this small town called Letterkenny. It's like a rural um, town and like 5,000 people live there. And it follows a group of friends. Like they work on a farm, live on a farm, a brother and a sister um, named Wayne and uh, Katie, or, or I guess she goes by Kat. And she, they have friends uh, Daryl and Dan, and they just hang out on the farm and like kind of shoot the shit, <laughs> like that's about it. And it's and uh, the dialogue is so well written, and it's kind of like. Um like a Kevin Smith kind of vibe. Okay. Where it's just like so much attention is paid to the dialogue and like hmm. there's just constant like wordplay. Like if the show didn't have that, it would be a nothing show. Okay. Like, but it's just so so much attention is put into the dialogue. It's amazing. And they just you can tell like they just love wordplay and like talking about stupid stuff to in this like, extensive um way where you just like man we just spent 5 minutes talking about farts and but it was really funny <laughs> okay. and like really thoughtful thoughtfully written i'll have to check it out this weekend anybody in it i would recognize no it's a bunch of no, canadian just, guys like okay. yeah, canadians I,
0: are completely unrecognizable so yeah. right.
1: but the one guy wayne who he like is the main writer one of the main writers um, co-creator of the show like i was kind of online looking up this like history like in what he's done and if uh, somebody had mentioned, like, if you see this guy, he's like, his main thing on the show is like, he wants to be the toughest guy in Letterkenny. So he's always like, people are coming over to the house to fight. <laughs> and like, he's just getting in these fist fights to prove his mm-hmm. like, his metal. And uh, he, if you see a picture of him, he looks like like a stereotypical, like Marvel superhero. Like he, just how he's, he's got this very chiseled face. Okay. And somebody online, I don't know if it goes beyond this, but somebody said, like, he should play Wolverine. And, like, he would make the perfect Wolverine. <laughs> like, he's, I mean, he's Canadian. And for he's Canadian. One. He's Canadian. And he's just got this look like he's not a real person. I don't know. If you see him, he's like, it's like, man, he would play a really great Wolverine. Okay. And uh, he has this way, like, on these really weird broad shoulders and just, like, skulking around the whole you time. You brought superheroes in, so now you have my attention. Yeah, but I'm really, I would be curious to see what you would think of this okay. show because right. I, I'd watched a couple episodes and I liked it and it was finished the first season, I was like, well, if it doesn't go beyond this, I'm not sure. But then the second season, and it like upped the ante and it was even funnier and okay. they pushed the dialogue even more. All right, but I'll check it out. Yeah. It's really enjoyable. You sold me. <laughs> good. I sold. As soon as I said Wolverine, I could see your yep. eyes like, like Ooh, twinkle. Yeah, You're like Canadians. That's huh? a post sewage twinkle. <laughs> like Ooh. Hey, that smells good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a little uh, tree air freshener mm-hmm. dangling right there. Mm-hmm. You could see it. So what you been watching?
0: Uh, I actually watched a pair of movies that you recommended. Uh, mm. I'm just going to talk about them back to back. Okay, because I watched them pretty much <laughs> back to back. Wow. The uh, first one was Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yes, which True to Your Word was fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Jenny and I rewatched um, it last night. Oh, yeah,
0: it's it's so good. Would have definitely made my top ten, uh, probably into my top five. And it was just. Um, there There are movies that are enjoyable, and then there are movies that are just delights, yeah, and this was a delight mm-hmm. it was it, it whimsical, I think is the word you would use, and that's perfect it's mm-hmm. It's got this whimsy about it this this light airiness it's by no means um a it's like not a fan a, a light fan. film. No, it's not airy at no. all. It's it's got some real weight to it. And it, sure. it really deals with some some serious things, but it does so with uh, this this pair of characters that are nothing short of lovable. Yeah. I absolutely adored both of these guys mm-hmm. and could have watched uh, you know another entire series of of stories of of, of these two yeah. and their friendship and just the way they looked at the world and the way they were trying to navigate the world excellent yeah um i don't have much more to say about it than you had already said uh your comparison to beast of the southern wild dead on mm-hmm. um and and just the way it dealt with uh social issues and, mm-hmm. and some of its its more timely topics was really interesting to me it it didn't do any of it with a heavy hand. No, no. But it felt like it had such important things to say. Mm-hmm. And it it really On many things resonated. Too. A lot of things rolled
1: into one. And it didn't feel like anything was being like not talked about enough. It was like no. everything was equally yeah. paid attention to.
0: And and not entirely things that are like today. Right. A lot of it is just decades-old cultural things. And and cultural conflicts and issues and, and this idea of people on the street versus people trying to move up versus you know this kind of interclass warfare, uh, that was very interesting to me. And it was just, it was it was done with such a deliberate, um, and and pretty fascinating touch. Mm-hmm. Um, that
1: almost like a Wes Anderson feel at times. A little bit, yeah.
0: yeah. And by the time he's putting on the play in the attic, I was just riveted and and i'm when the audience jumps in the play when the gunman comes out Mm -hmm. i jumped Mm -hmm. like i was having at that point i was having such physical interaction with that movie uh i was laughing out loud and i was kind of jumping in my seat and it just it was
1: excellent yeah highly highly recommend that one Um, i um not to jump in but i um I'd really enjoyed the score the first time. Mm. And the second time I was just mad that this was not considered for any kind of like recognition of the score or or anything to do with the film. And it's just like that alone should have got them some kind of award.
0: I think one of the things that irritates me and and, uh, I guess once upon a time I had this idea that the Oscars were more noble or, or more pure But so much of the awards circuit is based on studios Mm -hmm. uh, campaigning for films to be nominated. And so some of these smaller films, it's no wonder they get overlooked. Right. And they don't have the same attention on them. And why 80 outlets are talking about The Irishman when this is far and away.
1: Oh, for sure. A better film
0: than The Irishman Mm -hmm. uh, and deserves the level of press and attention that that, that movie's garnered. Right, right. Um, but just fantastic. Yeah. Loved every minute of it. The second movie uh that I watched on your recommendation was In Fabric. And who boy <laughs> In <laughs> In Fabric is quite the movie. <laughs> Um I I will I will not mince words. I hated this movie. Really? I had uh, a visceral response to yeah. it. <laughs> and the whole time I recognized it's a good movie. Yeah. I recognized it is quality filmmaking with an interesting eye and voice. And so the whole time I was just like this movie was not made for me. <laughs> so, I don't want to scare anybody away from it. It was it was worth my time. I'm glad I watched film. it. Watch it. <laughs> I want you to talk about it and and just explain to me uh the poor ignorant sap uh what it was that that really hit with this movie because whew, oh boy. It, I it uh it Twisted my brain around a little bit and I didn't know where to land.
1: I really like the setting of it where you're not quite sure what time period mm-hmm. it is. I love the music for it where it's just like kind of often avant, not avant garde but just like this really lovely synth score. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really love the humor of it. It's just got this really dark humor to it that like it's just completely str- like it's my sense of humor okay. and I love that sense of humor where it's just uh see i was trying because you had
0: told me that that it had that kind of dark streak of humor and i i couldn't i couldn't find it it might be because
1: i watch a lot of british comedies okay and it has that tone to it Hmm. and uh where it's just everything said straight faced and it's just it's not over the top it's just the i don't know there's a subtlety to it that i really enjoyed and I, I don't know. I really love the department store and just the offbeat nature of that. And I don't know. I really, I've watched it twice. I showed it to Jenny. I, I really liked it.
0: I, I learned a couple of things from it. Yeah. <laughs> Number one haunted dresses do not like washing machines. No, they don't. No. Don't put a haunted dress in a washing machine. Number two, mannequin hands, super creepy. Mm. I have never been scared of mannequin hands, I'm scared of dolls. Now I'm definitely scared of mannequin hands those little shots where it would be kind of the the strange rosemary's baby music yeah and they're doing the shots of the city and all of a sudden it's like mannequin hand <laughs> that was very effective
1: yeah um,
0: and uh, number three wide-eyed old men uh, should not demonstrate to me the things that this wide <laughs> old man demonstrated he to me it's just
1: a, a certain uh set of things that turn him on he he was he was full of life yes and then he was spunk.
0: <laughs> let's speak of this no more
1: <laughs> everyone but this I, is a great film, film i'm i'm, I'm glad it is, it is not for everyone it's not for everyone His senses are overwhelmed by the stench of sewage so they, yeah
0: just a <laughs> little bit a little bit. The dress was creepy, and there, there were. I remember you saying how there were just certain shots that really unnerved you, and and I definitely. Uh, there's some visuals in this that are just unsettling. Yeah. Nothing short of unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not not unhappy that I watched it, um, but uh, hates a strong word. I just I I was acutely aware the entire time this movie was not made for me and my people. <laughs> <laughs> Who are so, your people? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, it feels a little Scandinavian
1: in there somewhere. But I the film know. did. No, done?
0: my people. No. I don't
1: know. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then you should love Borders because that's very Scandinavian. <laughs> no, yeah, this is
0: this is up there with Border. Where I just, man, I once upon a time uh, I went to C12 Monkeys in the theater, mm-hmm. and we took this kid from school named Brett with us, and. Brett watched the whole movie and his face was just twisted into uh, equal parts kind of revulsion and confusion. And I remember we all made fun of him and we made fun of his face because we thought it was a great movie and he just didn't get it. Right. Uh, And now every time I watch something like Border and Fabric, I realize I make that face. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, Brett Doherty, wherever you are. Mm.
1: How's it going? He's listening. So,
0: yeah. what else are you watch
1: about Clint? Uh, I watched one more uh, thing this week. I watched um, this movie called Climax. Oh, by um, uh, by. Um, what's his face? Uh, Gasper. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. 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 Uh, yeah, he did Irreversible and uh, the Enter the Void and Love and a couple other things. Um, Very challenging filmmaker. Yes, Divisive. he is. For sure, and I totally understand that. I've liked elements of his films. I don't mm-hmm. know if I ever like his films completely, but there's I always find some part of mm-hmm. it enjoyable, even though they're they are challenging and a little uh, shocking at times. Um, but I like his camera work and the kind of ghostly movements that he mm-hmm. chooses to use are always interesting and really unique way of telling a story. Um that said, I did not like climax.
0: <laughs> You're not the only one. There's a lot of people that that did not enjoy this. Yeah. This is basically about partygoers that get very high. Very and, high. And that's and just about just have high. some sort of group experience.
1: Yeah. Um, um yeah, there's a it's a group of dancers who are I was trying to gather exactly what happened. They were Lord, not Lord, but promised, I guess there was a, it was not an open audition of Mm -hmm. some sort, but there it was, they were forming this kind of crew of people to dance and perform. And they were in this old abandoned school um, practicing and they have a party one night. And I think it was kind of like the end of them um, practicing and somebody slips some LSD into the punch and chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. And... It's not very enjoyable to watch. (laughs) I watched
0: the trailer, read the synopsis, and and nothing about it spoke to me and and made me feel like I'm going to find something in this. So I've just, I've never gotten around to it.
1: Well, I was hoping because like there's, even with his other films, he always does something interesting. And the thing with this is it doesn't go beyond a bunch of high people who clearly I don't think outside of the main uh, actress are really actors in any way i think they're dancers first okay so you can tell they were he was kind of constrained by that and like the, there's the dialogues just really dumb
0: i get frustrated when when filmmakers do that generally when they cast people who aren't actors and i i get it i can imagine being a filmmaker and being caught up in who these people are and you know them at a certain level and and there's a connection there but i think once it's on film and, and an audience is watching it, they don't have all of that background. They haven't met these people individually uh, or had conversations with them or worked with them. And so you're just kind of thrown into the mix and it really shows when somebody is not a, a trained or, or a natural actor.
1: I like it for the most part if it's done well, where they're bringing some kind of reality to the role. Mm-hmm. But this, I think the problem was, I don't know if, the dialogue was poor that they were given, or he just let them loose, and what they like in the without much direction, so mm-hmm. they didn't have. I, I don't think I really blame them for it. I mm-hmm. think that they weren't directed quite right, mm-hmm. and uh, it just didn't work for me. But it just doesn't go beyond a bunch of high people in this warehouse freaking out on a bad trip. There's moments where there's some kind of creepy imagery where some people are having an okay trip and they just continue dancing. And in the middle of the chaos of people really losing their minds, there's people just kind of enjoying themselves. So it kind of is this juxtaposition that kind of worked in moments. But for the most part, it was just not very enjoyable and almost laughable the certain mm-hmm. like what happens. And I was really hoping for, there was hints of it where like the dance element played bigger a bigger role. And so within the chaos, there was almost this um, element of, it was like, I don't know, it was like a, rehearse thing where it felt like it was choreographed Mm -hmm. i wish there were because there was hints of where that was happening especially since it almost has that 1970 17 feel of being a single shot Mm -hmm. um i was i think that would have been really cool if it almost the chaos turns into a choreographed kind of thing i think that could have been fun um because there's actually some fun dance routines at the beginning where it's highly choreographed and you can see the skills of these people and Hmm. why he was excited about these people. Mm -hmm. But it just, it doesn't really go in. Like I was waiting for it to really turn ugly and it never goes like irreversible. And so, I don't know, I, I was surprised that so many people were actually like do like it it's like 70% oh, really? on Rotten Tomatoes really Oh, yeah and I saw it on like I was most cu- of what I had read people didn't enjoy it yeah and it, it was on a few people's like best of list oh, wow. so I right. but I don't know I don't recommend it okay did you watch anything else this no, week no I didn't All right. That, yeah that's kind
0: of um, that's kind of my list too we both watch The Outsider on HBO but mm-hmm. I think we'll wait till maybe three or four episodes does that sound like a good yeah. let's see where it goes yeah uh, short version is so far performances are really good, stories are really solid, and just mm-hmm. see where it goes, and then we'll we'll revisit that one and chat about that. Sounds good. So Clint and I watched uh, a pair of films. Uh, like I said, one came out on Blu-ray. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about though came out in the theater, and that is Uncut Gems. And uh, you've probably seen the trailer for this. Adam Sandler plays a uh, mover and shaker. He owns a, a jewelry store. Um, I think one of the things the trailer doesn't quite go into is he is a gambling addict, mm-hmm. and he's he's basically just a a fairly self-destructive guy. Uh, his his family life is not going so well. He has um, a wife and two kids. He has a woman on the side as well, and his life is just a mess. <laughs> Clint of his uh, own making. Of his own making. Yeah. What what was your what was your impression coming out of
1: Uncut Gems? It was a um, very stressful film, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed the film and do, mm-hmm. did not regret watching it. It was no. like that st- stress where you're really caught up in what's happening mm-hmm. and invested in the performances and um, you don't quite understand the life choices being made <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, and definitely made me never want to gamble oh, yeah. and get go down that road. But yeah. Um, it was
0: very a, a kinetic film. It yeah. really moved. Yeah. It never stopped moving, even yeah. in its quieter moments, which there are only a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this intensity and momentum to everything that really just keeps driving ahead. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought the music was really good. It was really interesting. Um synth based score I had watched like a little making of uh, on that and Mm -hmm. it was really interesting how uh, I'm not sure if it was Josh or one of the Safdie brothers he was really involved with it and I couldn't tell from what degree he was a musician or is a musician or like he was just so invested in getting his point across he was just banging on keys and the composer was making sense of it the best he could and it really worked i thought it was just really it matched the kinetic energy mm-hmm. of the the movie really well and it was kind of unlike anything i'd ever heard and uh, yeah
0: adam sandler's getting a lot of attention he's excellent in it yeah uh the entire cast though mm-hmm. is is really strong yeah
1: um they're uh, and speak-
0: interesting Choices. Yeah.
1: I was going to bring this back to what you had mentioned before about having. Uh, um, actors who are not really actors mm-hmm. i think a lot of them are just people that they've probably seen around mm-hmm. the streets of new york and they're like we're gonna put you in we have a spot for you because there's everyone in this film is just the most bizarre looking human you've ever seen which gives
0: it that very new york kind of feel yeah you really get the sense that the the casting call requirement was just interesting face yeah yeah uh, because which they did the same thing everybody sticks out yeah yeah Everybody sticks out and and has a look to them yeah. that suggests even people that just walk on for a few seconds and and just suggests that oh that's a whole other movie walking in the door and out the door right
1: uh, yeah like, that person and it is. makes you feel like they are really living the lives yeah. that are they're portraying in the film yeah. which give yeah gives a level of believability to the situation. I
0: there there are moments in this film where he's mid gambling mm-hmm. and. It's a very convoluted and complex series of gambles. He's really he's not just somebody it's not just that's win or like lose. yeah he's not you know put it all in black. It's it's this series of things that has to happen, and it was such a strange mix of stress emotions. Yeah, where I like I want him to win, I want him to lose, <laughs> I want it all to stop. I I'm. Trying to figure out in my brain. Why would you do this? Because there are times he he can get out of all of it. Mm-hmm. He has the money he needs, but he just keeps going.
1: Yeah, he's just waiting um, for that big hit.
0: to yeah. happen. And, and you almost get the sense even if he got the
1: big hit, and he would go on to put that all on just be something next, else. Yeah, um, it's just the the thrill of the win. It's yeah. not really the winnings, which is what he wants. It's just the win. Yeah. Yeah, this this movie at times
0: uh, felt like a panic attack. It just yeah. felt like there's so much happening. There's people talking all at once. There's all this noise. There's the soundtrack. There's, there's just this chaos. The whole movie feels like whatever I would imagine is happening in his brain. Mm-hmm. That's the tone of the entire movie.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: definitely worth watching. I... I don't know how much I liked it. I know I liked it. Yeah. I just I couldn't put my finger on because it was such a an experience mm-hmm. uh, that that wasn't made to be pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't enjoy it, but it's a film that's made specifically, I think, for you not to enjoy,
1: right. Um, well i think there for me there was a lot to enjoy even though the situations were really stressful mm-hmm. like i i the whole time i'm recognizing that adam sandler's doing a killer job yeah and i'm enjoying the music and like so there was enough that like i didn't walk away thinking this was an like unfulfilling experience yeah i yeah. so I, I got a lot out of it but i just it's something yeah, when, where I'd come to come back to in a couple of years, yeah. maybe. And
0: when I'm talking about the enjoyments, none of these people I would want to spend time with. Right, right. You know, I'm not enjoying their company. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying the narrative. I'm enjoying the performances. And, and I was genuinely riveted, where's this going and what's going to happen? Because mm-hmm. um, it really, this thing could be the happiest ending you've ever seen, the most depressing ending you've ever seen. It could have gone... <laughs>
1: Yeah, there was a razor's edge there at the end Whew. on which way it was gonna fall, but man, and even after it falls, it keeps
0: razor's edging on top of razor's edging.
1: It just mm-hmm.
0: man, up until the the credits rolled, and then I just I felt tired. <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely recommend. I I would I would say it's it's quite a film. Yeah, um, it's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, go see it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Second film uh, is somehow even more challenging and bizarre and intense. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's The Lighthouse. And The Lighthouse got a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. It's been up for a lot of awards. Uh, it's a very small film. Uh, it's by the director of The Witch. And it stars um, Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. and Willem Dafoe. And they're two uh, – what do they call each other? What's that term? Um Wikis, they're two oh, wikis okay. on an old school lighthouse. What's uh, that just mean? Wiki, they light the wick. Oh, they okay. To keep the wick. Okay. Uh, going. I didn't um, make that connection. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and and they just they basically are manning this lighthouse, and almost from the get go, uh, things go askew. Uh, Robert Pattinson's character kind of digs this little statue up out of his mattress that somebody had put there of a mermaid. And he's told that the last wiki that that uh, was manning things with Willem Dafoe's character uh, had uh, kind of gone mad. Mm-hmm. And so what follows is just a descent into madness, and it's it's never quite clear if it's madness or if there's something more supernatural at work. Clint, uh, how would you uh, how do you feel about the lighthouse?
1: I loved it. I mean, it was on my favorite of the year. Um, it's one where I think it's going to get higher on that list mm-hmm. i think i said as i watch it because it's got all the elements that i i really enjoy um it's filmed like it's set in the 1930s or something um just that black and white cropped mm-hmm. the aspect ratio the real tight aspect yeah the ratio. square aspect yeah. ratio is really interesting um it's filmed amazingly mm-hmm. like just it's beautiful black and white and it's, it's got this eeriness and um this minimalist music where mainly mm-hmm. it's just sounds from the um, island and this mm-hmm. giant bullhorn that's going off that's, I guess, warning uh, boats. Um, and, yeah, it's a really interesting story. I don't know. Um, one thing going back, not to be a spoiler, just, mm-hmm. uh, but I, when I, wa- I watched it twice or at least once and a half, I fell asleep. But when he digs that out of the bed... Mm-hmm. that statue, watching it again, I think like there's no surprise on his face. He kind of goes straight forward. So I think, I don't know. I don't know what that says exactly, but I feel like he knew it was there. Something he was telling him it was there or he had put it there and there's just some circular mm-hmm. logic to this where he, yeah. I don't know. But uh, there's all kinds of elements like that throughout where you're not quite sure if this is a... Um, Fever dream of drunkenness or psychosis, food or, poisoning, because po- at one point yeah.
0: they're drinking turpentine because they're out of alcohol. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, or if actually, like you said, there is some su- almost a supernatural element happening, so there's just a lot of amb- 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 ambiguity. So ambiguity, ambiguity. There you go, ambiguity. My tongue will work with That's me? all right. Um, ambiguity. And so you're not quite sure what's exactly real and what's not. And mm-hmm. I like that. And uh, I don't even didn't... know that they're
0: sure. At, at first you think it's just the Robert Pattinson character, but then it begins to feel like the Willem Dafoe character also yeah. is not quite attached to reality or right. hinged. Um, and that's – it's. I would love to know which character goes mad first mm. and where that starts. Because it feels like as each character – becomes a little more unhinged, the other one goes a step further. And it's almost like they propel each other into this very strange version of insanity. And it's it's almost, it turns into a, a dual delusion or a, a group uh, kind of hallucination where they're both just kind of lost in, in whatever is happening.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if maybe William Defoe is already, because he's been there before, mm-hmm. like he's kind of, in like a low point of his, like he's just, uh, he's already there. Mm-hmm. So it's a low point where the, it's just the cycle starting again. And um, so he had a head start on him a little bit, but he's like managing what what's going on. He knew what he knew what he was getting into. And yeah, um, yeah and, I, and reading up on it a little more afterwards where the things that um, Edgar's was kind of pulling from, like mythology, Greek mythology and uh, all that kind of stuff kind of, Makes you think about it a little bit differently, and I thought I found that fascinating because it was just another angle I was not looking at um the first time because I was just taking it as it was coming to me. So looking at um those elements as I was watching it again was really fascinating,
0: and like uncut gems it's it's an experience. you're feeling things along with the characters. the movie, the filmmakers are very uh, adept at creating a sense of emotion that's on the screen, but also you can feel it bubbling up in you too. Mm. And and I love those moments where there's that pairing, there's that sync up between uh, what you're experiencing, whether it's dread or chills or confusion, or and the exact same thing is happening right. on screen with the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's those moments where you almost feel like you're sitting in the lighthouse with them, and you're watching these two guys lose it, but you're sitting there as well. And right. you're also confused as to what's real and what's happening and what's hallucination or what's reality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I just I love those moments. And I I think um I think it seems very chaotic, just like Uncut Gems. I think it seems very chaotic, but you can tell that the directors have a very firm grasp on exactly what's happening exactly what shots are being selected exactly what moments are being brought to the front and and they're just very much in control it's 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 really a tightly controlled uh, chaos in in both films
1: yeah i mean the chaos kind of bubbles up a little like slowly throughout so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like kind of like uncut gems where it's just non-stop mm-hmm. chaos and you're just kind of in the middle of this panic attack the whole time this mm-hmm. is it builds to those moments. I think a little more is like organically, and yeah. it, it kind of pulls you into what's the happening. Mm-hmm. At least for me.
0: So again, not a movie for everybody. That's no A theme of the evening for <laughs> if you like the, the witch, so far, but you
1: probably will enjoy it.
0: Yeah, you didn't like the witch as much.
1: I did liked you? the witch, but I think, I think I
0: liked it a lot more than you I, did.
1: It was one of those movies where the hype was just too gotcha. far beyond what it, i think it was mm. like I, I i just haven't gone back and watched it again i think i might enjoy it more but i was just and see
0: i had missed the hype i i had heard it was a small film but an interesting one so that's all oh, i went I, into it with so i i think i had a better response i it. was
1: going under the everyone was saying it was the best horror movie since the shining and all oh. this stuff so it was just like it's not gonna live up to that and it no. didn't for me but i, I liked it okay. Yeah.
0: All right, well, uh, last movie we're going to talk about tonight is Sam Mendes' 1917. And you could not come up with a more opposite film to Uncut Gems <laughs> and The Lighthouse than 1917. Because where... There's a lot of gambling in it, though. It's a whole lot. <laughs> whereas... It's a different un- kind. Whereas Uncut Gems and The Lighthouse is this chaos. Uh, and, and you get the sense that, that there's a lot of uh, almost improvisational camera work and things like that to capture these moments. 1917 <laughs> is intricately constructed. Yeah. You can feel everything about Nothing this. Nothing was improvised in this. Nothing movie. is improvised. Everything is um, down to the inch. Mm-hmm. Exactly what uh, Mendez and cinematographer... Um, oh, I lost Deacon, his name quick. Deacon. Yeah, thank you, Roger Deacon. Uh Everything is exactly as they need it to be. And it, it has to be. It's it's not a, a choice so much as as it is a necessity for a single-tracked shot for this entire movie. What do you what do you think of 1917 when credits first hit? Um
1: I was completely surprised by how I was expecting a much bigger bombastic kind of film Mm -hmm. and i was so surprised by the level of quiet and and restraint in it yeah and it totally made sense within the context of what the story is Mm -hmm. because you couldn't it's just a it's a walking journey film yeah and to and it's all in one shot so you couldn't make every second of that this grand battle no um because, I mean, it would just be a meat grinder for these guys, and there's no way they would make it to the end. It's got to be moments of we're just kind of walking through this no man's land and learning more about each other and what we've gone through and getting to the next point. And I really appreciated the level of restraint that's in a film of this size. Yeah. It was I was completely taken back by that. Wow, well, and I'd have to check the time the next time I watch
0: it, but at least 45 minutes or an hour – they don't encounter any enemy no, troops. No, no. It's, it's still very tense because you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when. Uh, but so much of it is in examining the environment and the 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 living conditions of the troops, the trenches. Yeah. Uh, when they're moving through the trenches uh, and they run into uh, the actor who plays Moriarty and, mm-hmm. and the new Sherlock and and those kind and of things. And he's
1: the sexy priest from... Uh, bag. Yeah. Uh,
0: but but all of those moments uh, were just so – they had such depth of character to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would really appreciate it. Even these little actor moments where you would just run into somebody like a Mark Strong or a Benedict Cumberbatch, you really got a lot of – you got an instant impression of who this person is and what status they hold and the way they conduct themselves in war and what war has done to them. And even down to, you could get a sense of their philosophy of the conflict Mm -hmm. just based on how they carried themselves. And I love that. And it really took its time allowing those moments to breathe Yeah. instead of just, oh, maybe the audience is bored. We need to crash a plane that right, right those things happen
1: yeah but it, it's after 45 minutes yeah. of getting through no man's land and getting through the the trenches to um get to that point and yeah. it, it makes those moments even more impactful i thought yeah. and also speaking of like where you're you, what you're talking about with um the larger actors who come in these um kind of higher up roles i really liked how they would, they were in these roles that were like the sergeants or whatever, and people of importance, people of important yeah. importance, and you know that these characters, like these actors, for who they are, so it made sense that you kind of associate that with that um, role that they're mm-hmm. playing. So you, they have a certain stature. Yeah, yeah, and and you don't have that with mm-hmm. the main characters because they've been. I don't know I I feel like I've seen the main guy and something that I have Seen the main guy
0: and and the other soldier is the only other thing I can I can think of that he was in is he was in Game of Thrones he was uh-huh. Tom and a uh, little boy king that goes out the window. Right.
1: Who's unrecognizable almost now. Oh, yeah. He's, it's what, yeah. five or well, six he's got years a, later. It's five,
0: six years later, and he's got kind of bulky
1: yeah. uh, you know, helmet and pads. And it looks and, like you put a little weight on. Yeah. And yeah. So you don't really have that association that like, oh, this is Brad Pitt that yeah. we're following. It's like, oh, it's these soldiers that we're yeah. um, going along with this on this trip with. Yeah.
0: I really appreciated that the camera wasn't... Um, wasn't hyperactive it 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 didn't feel like oh we're going to lose your attention it would hover in front of them Mm -hmm. for minutes at a time just watching them talk and then very slowly spin around and go to the back now from a practical standpoint this movie is exceptional because you know they're cutting environments together that aren't actually back to back to back to back there's a lot of trickery in making this single shot illusion And so, practically coming from the front of the characters, you don't see where they're going. And you can hang there for a while so that when you do spin around and you see where they're going, it can be a completely different environment. But your brain tells you, oh, that's just five minutes down the road from the last thing. On a a not-so-practical level, when you're actually looking at the, the filmmaking of it you're seeing the character's faces when you need to know more about them. And then you're seeing their environment when you need to know more about what they're experiencing and what they're going to go through. And that interplay between when the camera would move or pull away or give distance or pull in close, just, I would love to see the wall of storyboards.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had models, extensive models because they had to work out the lighting situations perfectly. Um, but even with what you were talking about, like they would have to make sure that the 360 view of them is not obstructed by anything because like they, they were like talking, I watched a making of thing and they were talking about how like, yeah, we can't have any lighting other than the sun, yeah. uh, because it'll be seen. So And they
0: would sit for hours on end or for the, cancel for the day, for the waiting to be for correct
1: it to, um, yeah. start filming. So. Uh, that level of patience and like planning is really amazing to me. Like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. On every level, it's really amazing. <laughs>
0: now, have you seen uh, the Peter Jackson documentary? They shall not grow old. Yeah, we saw it in the theater. Oh, okay, that. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember. I remembered mm-hmm. seeing it's it with Rachel, can. but yeah, Can't I just remember. I remember my wife. Okay, Clint. do remember you. That uh, is hurtful. <laughs> I'm sorry but this this had a lot of those those details this was a very you could tell it was a very um intimately researched film right where just it, small things just the corpses littering uh or kind of strewn about in different places yeah. and and not in any state of gore no uh, but just you you really get the sense that man this has been trekked across and people have died here and you know people are in the river and people are in the mud and uh, just the the way that for the most part these two guys it's just very normal to right
1: i was just going to say that they're kind of used to it yeah they don't other
0: than when he's getting out of the river at one point and he has to crawl over those kind of bloated corpses Mm -hmm. that disturbs him but that point he's
1: well, yeah. that's after going over a waterfall <laughs> yeah. and being shot at. Yeah, um, yeah. I was trying to my uh, guy I work with. He was asking me about it, and um, was asking if it was like really gruesome and like if the trenches were really nasty. And I was like, I was like, well, they they really portray what it was like, but they don't really go into. Um, trying to gross you out and make you feel sick to be in that situation. Like they make it feel real, but they're not trying to like I gross you out. Mm -hmm. And uh I thought that was real like there was a lot of restraint in that, but also like not to the point where it was pulling a punch. It was just like putting things where it would felt natural.
0: Oh and that's why I brought up uh they shall not grow old because Mm In all of that footage, there wasn't a lot of gore and blood, but you're dealing with people that are entrenched in the elements. Right. And there's mud and there's constant rain and there's these things that would wash all of that away. Mm -hmm. And so there's not this fresh battlefield look to everything. Right. And
1: I'm sure you're living in that situation mm -hmm. and to some extent you're trying to not live within those kind of elements like you're probably cleaning it up and like yeah. pushing the bodies out of the trench or burying you're them not going to just... sit there next to yeah. a corpse
0: for a couple of yeah. days. yeah i mean
1: you might happen a little bit but i'm sure they were burying them to like keep yourself separated from it a bit to yeah. kind of keep your sanity i don't think yeah i
0: don't know. i just i think so much of that reads in this film yeah um without saying it it never it's not like the the soldiers, the main soldiers ever stop and have some conversation about the horror of war or, no. oh, these corpses or, oh, it's so hard to, to live near these bodies or they're just regular guys trying to have normal conversations in a very abnormal mm-hmm. situation. And I appreciated that. It, it made them feel very human. That's how people react to, you know, kind of in progress trauma. You try to block it out or or kind of navigate it without you know kind of falling to where you're just constantly focused on the bad you're right you're trying to distract yourself
1: well also like um there is like we were saying a lot of quiet to this film but Mm -hmm. there is a time restraint to this where they have to get to um from point a to point b in a certain amount of time to Mm -hmm. stop this um Invasion, or like not invasion, but like this uh, operation to go yes, forward. Something which,
0: like sixteen hundred people are going to die. Yeah, if they, they, they don't, don't get this message right,
1: to stop them from going over mm-hmm. the um embankment into battle with the Germans, and so they're 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 thinking about like you can t- tell they're thinking about the time restraint we have to get here. They're thinking about the mission at hand. So it's not like. Like slowly going across fields, and they're mm-hmm. sharing their feelings and their their hearts. It's more like they already have a relationship. You can tell they're friends, and they care for each other. And they're just wondering how they got in this situation and how they're going to get through it. Mm. And uh, so yeah, it doesn't feel like I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's unnecessary dialogue to mm. speak unnaturally about the situation. Well, and
0: let's let's get into a little bit of spoilers now, uh, because there are a couple of moments that that are very specific that I want to get into. Uh, the The first one that really hit me, and and tell me if you have one that's earlier in this. But when they're going through the underground bunker mm-hmm. and they hit the tripwire, or the rat hits the tripwire, and it just explodes, I that was the moment where the movie kind of announced the way it was going to handle violence to me, uh-huh. and I was not prepared for it. Um well that was our main first character, instance, uh, first of, instance really. of any violence yeah. but it was it was such a a raw and and very kind of authentic feeling to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: it was very suffocating and claustrophobic. You got this noise of this cave in happening all around. He's completely buried in rubble. Yeah. If his friend doesn't go for him uh or just assumes he's dead, he's literally dead. Right. Um and just that entire sequence um Really kind of, I think, announced, here's how we're going to handle war.
1: Right, right. Um,
0: And that was just uh, that. I love that scene.
1: Yeah. I love the, I mean, just the first instance of going over the embankment to go across no man's land Mm -hmm. there. I really like that just because it was totally um, just setting this plan that they're trying to accomplish into motion yeah. and you're not sure what they're going to encounter because like, they're told that the germans have retreated or, or have moved back because um, they're springing a trap and yeah. that's what they're the whole part of the plan like why they're trying to get to this yeah. group of 1600 men because the germans are springing a trap for them so you're not sure if like quite when they're going over the, um, into no man's land, if this is true, if they're actually going to encounter a bunch of Germans. Mm -hmm. And so just that, like the intensity of them going through and wondering what they're going to come across and then like finding the Germans um, trenches abandoned and and like freshly abandoned, like they find a fire still lit. So Mm -hmm. it's just, that just makes it more unnerving and like any second there might be coming across somebody.
0: And his hand gets cut open with the barbed wire yeah, he's yeah. gotta deal with these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not an easy trick by any means. No. Um, second scene, uh, that, that really threw me off and, and I anybody that watches trailers, I guess, should have picked up on the fact I kind that of this was gonna happen. It. I was completely in the dark. Yeah. It just had not occurred to me at all. I, I was like, uh, he was alone a lot in that trailer. Yeah, Boy King Tommen <laughs> uh, bites mm-hmm. the dust. And the very first soldier that they encounter, the first living soldier they encounter, uh, crashes in a plane. A guy is going to burn to death. They just kind of instinctively, let's let's not let this guy burn to death. They mm-hmm. pull him out. It ends up getting uh, you know the one of these main characters killed. Uh, fairly early on in the film, probably like 40 relatively. minutes, yeah, in? 40, 45, somewhere in yeah. there. Um, and suddenly, you know, our our main character is, is left alone, and that really that really hit hard. Uh, and just sitting there and watching color bleed out of somebody, mm-hmm. and watching somebody, they really took time with that too. That was not a movie death. No, no, at all. Yeah, that was a very slow and. Uh, and, upsetting
1: and it works scene. perfectly within the film because any other film if you'd stayed that long on that it would almost feel gratuitous mm-hmm. and like we're waiting for this guy to die and mm-hmm. we're showing the horrors of war but it's like no, this is like to be one shot and we're following them every step of this thing. Yeah. So naturally we're going to like we can't cut away. We're mm-hmm. here with them and this is what's gonna happen. So you have to watch it and it makes okay. a lot of sense.
0: I was I was taken by
1: how much it,
0: it makes you feel like a third person traveling with yeah. them. That that single continuous shot really creates a, a level of immersion that you kind of take for granted in a, a traditionally edited film
1: mm-hmm.
0: And uh, there was something about just them constantly walking and the camera never cutting. it just you felt like you were there mm-hmm. and and not to overstate it. but here's this guy dying and you're sitting there and you can't do anything and you're watching this. you've been traveling with these guys. it was just it was it was a very a very strange.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like you're a ghost who's a part of the battlefield here yeah. like you're watching your friends continue in battle and you can't do anything no. you're helpless yeah and you, you just can't have to, intervene you can't yeah, you just have to watch it all happen yeah. and hope they make it through and <laughs> like you're there trying to whisper like go this way that way but yeah. you can't get anything across yeah. um yeah i uh, was gonna say i i think you had mentioned it how the camera work is really smooth mm-hmm. and it's not like shaky cam like like a person you can tell who is following mm-hmm. it's like airy and sm- and just like floating and they were talking in the making thing about like how important that was to them it's just it, they didn't want shaky cam they wanted mm-hmm. it to just feel like this um effortless like flowing thing that is just like straight line that's which i
0: appreciated them. because it made me forget the camera yeah it made me forget that that that's a part of things. I, I think the more shaker things it had, uh, the more distracted I would have been, especially right. as a continuous shot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: now, side note: Do you think without the continuous shot, would this be as strong a film?
1: No, okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I think so much relies on that to tell, like, to because it would have just been another war film. I think to just, to give you that perspective and. Be along on the journey in that way makes it interesting, even though, like, there aren't that many World War One films. Like, and they're really, I mean, since yeah, Wonder been, Woman. Well, I went not <laughs> it's just kidding, <laughs> Sorry. it's a joke. I know. Um, the so,
0: disappointment in your voice is palpable. <laughs>
1: I know, <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman, yeah. Um, so I don't think it would have been. I mean, he he could have probably done something else to make mm-hmm. it more interesting, but I think it was such an interesting choice to have that be the way you're telling the story.
0: Well, and some of the people who didn't enjoy it, their their criticism a lot of the times from what I was reading uh, was the lack of story. Mm. But I think that single shot is the story. Yeah, I think it's it's a very simple here's the goal either accomplish it or fail the single shot though is all about putting you into as close as it can approximate what it would feel like to go through what should be this very simple task but is is constantly upended by all these obstacles and hindrances
1: Mm -hmm. well and i i mean from what i know world war one a lot of it is trench warfare Mm -hmm. so you're kind of hunkered down so i mean even like that wouldn't be a very compelling film, really. So, um, I think the setup of what they have to accomplish mm-hmm. is a is a really interesting like story beat for this situation. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate a film that can pull off a like slight, such a narrowed um, focused story mm-hmm. where it's so simplistic. Same thing with um, Prospect like we were talking about that where it's, we gotta get from point A to point B in this certain amount of time. And um, that's our goal. And I love when things have that, like this confined situation Mm -hmm. where you're then invested in the characters and them getting there, rather than, oh, we we gotta do this and that. And Mm -hmm. there's like this character coming in and and we have to deal with that. And I I like when something can pull off a very simplistic Mm -hmm. story.
0: And the only time that it's it's a very distinct cut that they don't hide at all is when he goes up uh, to take out the sniper to make yeah. sure the sniper's gone. And he opens the room and he fires, the sniper fires. It hits him somewhere kind of to the side of the head. And he falls backwards and blacks out.
1: Yeah. I wasn't sure if it like bounced off his helmet or I, something. I'm it pretty created, sure. Yeah. Like
0: he he definitely had blood, but I yeah. think that I think was, was from, from hitting. hitting Yeah. Uh, when he fell, yeah, um, but the screen goes black for quite a bit of time. Uh, I, that's probably one of my minor I wish it would have just been his head hit, and in a split second, it's instantly night. same shot of his face, just real quick. Mm. Uh, almost birdman style, the way right. they would play with time in that single shot. I didn't mind it, but that was that was the one moment where I felt pulled out of that immersive. Kind of, we're constantly here. Experience mm-hmm. um, didn't bother me, but but it was just in a, in a movie that made such a um, such a commitment to the single shot. It was a strange disruption, mm. uh, and I would I would love to hear about that exact moment from Mendez's perspective because I'm I'm sure it's it's a very thought out, just like everything else. No, here's exactly why it goes to black.
1: Yeah well i um I felt they used it really well as a kind of a time jump to compress mm-hmm. the story because it definitely have, worked with that It would have been a fifteen hour movie or oh, something yeah. but um yeah i i I mean I, there's no restraint on what they could have done mm-hmm. like they could have done a birdman style thing where it just the the um, time of day switches on his face but yeah I think there's a definitely a um decision behind that. It didn't really bother me.
0: No, and I would probably be saying if they did the Birdman like switch, I would just be like, well that pulled me out because it was yeah. too you know, so
1: I, I, sure. I kind of took it as it's like you're so invested in um what's happening with this character that he wanted to make you feel what happened to him is getting Mm -hmm. knocked out. So you you kind of go through the same situation. That's how I viewed it anyway.
0: And one of the other criticisms I've read from people who didn't enjoy the movie as much, I, I disagree with. And it's, it's the number of scenarios that this one soldier runs into Mm. Uh, because it is pretty back to back to back. And yeah, there's a little bit of screenwriting flick of the pen to that. But at the same time, uh, everything is an experience when you're doing something like that. He's not on a mission that's on a traditional track. He's going across and sort of running through all of these different things that are happening. His, his line uh, cuts through all of these other lines. And I, right. I think for me, I didn't even sit there and think like, oh, of course he runs into a woman. Oh, of course a plane crashes right when they're at this barn. It just – it wasn't even – it wasn't even on my mind that way.
1: Yeah, I. But I think if if it was the opposite and they just went total art house and nothing really happened, <laughs> just kept no, walking. Yeah, and like there's just things happening around, like off screen almost. They're just yeah. like, but they're miles away from it. Like people wouldn't have enjoyed that. So just like you gotta. I mean, it is a World War One, like supposed to be an epic war movie. So yeah. something has to happen, yeah, well. or. I mean, I might enjoy that film that where nothing really happens and you're just a character piece, <laughs> but not going to mass audience isn't going to and i i was actually expecting much more i happen. was too i so, thought it was much more restrained and minimalistic yeah. than i was that whole end shot i thought that was maybe earlier on mm-hmm. the film and like then he's they're caught in a, a big battle i was waiting for the big battle mm-hmm. sequence and that never happens it's, there is
0: no big battle no. in this there's a a big charge that he stops
1: yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's the climactic element um yeah, point the, of the, the climax is, is putting a stop running. to
0: what every other movie would build to, and then spend a half an hour right, in the middle of. Right. Um Yeah, I assumed from the trailers that oh, they fail, and you know he has to deal with some other thing, you know, to try to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I was I was very pleased with that.
1: Yeah. One thing I want to um, want to bring up, and it kind of follows where we left off with him getting knocked out, mm-hmm. is when he wakes up and it's night and um, he's he goes out into the courtyard of that city or that town area mm-hmm. where I guess it was like a church and stuff and it's on fire and um, the Germans are shooting flares up in the sky and that mm-hmm. whole sequence is one of the most beautifully shot. Like I was like actually knocked the breath out of me how yeah. amazing that looked and how beautiful like, I, I couldn't – I was like speechless during oh, yeah. that moment where it's just the – and that goes into all the planning they went and were talking about. Oh, and
0: visually it's stunning. Yeah. Uh, from a story point, you see him suddenly panic when the light goes up and then he's trying to duck into a shadow. And yeah. It's, it's this – they're sending the light up to, to find people and he's, you know, well aware of that and trying to scurry through and to survive. And Right. Uh, yeah, it was – stunning I yeah the, just, this
1: yeah the flare is going arcing over and like the shadows are just shifting in this unnatural way and it's just this orange glow over the it's just yeah. like such a well thought out like concept for a shot and I, I was oh and he's running and tearing
0: around corners and stumbling but the shadows are moving so gracefully yeah, yeah. as he's kind of
1: uh, and then there's yeah and there's this but it's such a like, yeah, that's moving so beautifully, but yeah. there's this sense of danger that he's going to get caught. And if there might be a German in those shadows that's mm-hmm. following him. And yeah, I don't know, just a lot of overlapping elements that mm-hmm. I, I love that stuff.
0: Oh, and just that in, he's, he understands at, at a gut level that uh, taking a shot or making any sort of attack or noise, which is what they would have done in traditional film, him moving through and kind of taking people out or trying to survive that way. He's just running. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like very well aware of the fact that, yeah, I have a gun, I could shoot somebody, but then 18 different Germans are going to converge on my position. Right, right. And so there's a a logic to the battlefield in this that, is not movie like at all Mm. every time it should be oh here's your action scene it's not that kind of action scene at all
1: yeah and i mean he's like clearly like it's not setting up him up as this rambo like hero Mm. because he was just like he didn't really want to go on this he kind of gets pulled into it by um his buddy who dies Mm. Who like he didn't even really know what he was signing up for and like until they're across no man's land he's like why am i here like he's like and he's being told you could go back if you want to, but he's too far gone then. Well, and this near brush with
0: death leads him down a waterfall, through a river, over a kind of sea of corpses. Do you want to talk there's...
1: about the, um, the girl? I want to come back to that okay. in a minute.
0: Go for there's, it. There's this moment where he just walks into this forest mm-hmm. and he hears singing and he wanders over. To this crowd of soldiers that are, it's just kind of morning. They're they're getting up, they're getting ready for battle, and here's somebody singing, and they're just completely entranced by this song. It's it's beautiful and it's peaceful and it's the complete opposite of what they're living. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of slumps down against a tree. And the performance in that moment, all I could think of was Nightingale.
1: Oh right, the right.
0: way that she comes out of some of those traumatic episodes. Yeah. And the way that she performs those moments, where you really feel this is a person that's being deeply uh, affected by everything that's happening. Right. He has to have a moment. Mm-hmm. He he can't just keep going. You almost get the sense he's even forgotten the mission—not in a, a memory sense, but just he can't. His mind has to stop.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, and also in that moment, he doesn't know quite where he mm-hmm. is, and if he's like even he doesn't close. he doesn't even know yeah. if he's in the right spot. He just yeah. found it like kind of this yeah. this um, resting point where like he feels yeah. like he could be safe for a yeah. second and catch his breath and his thoughts and
0: and that's why I wanted to talk about that before the girl that he runs into in the house because the girl is kind of the. Uh, it's the last temptation of Christ sequence mm. where here is a girl and a baby. He would be just as justified and noble and a good man for staying and taking care of somebody that needs his help. Right. And innocent mm. uh, as he would be going on. If he had stopped there, you could not fully blame this person after all he's been through for this being his checkout point. Right. Um, the same thing then happens when he goes up and he 's hearing this singer and it's it's this moment of i I could just I could stop here right, right. and just stop thinking about that overriding mission, but there's something that just pushes him on um, and it's like he gets this little glimpse of nobility and family life. He gets this little glimpse of peace um but ultimately it's it's loyalty to the friend. Uh, that died that that pushes him on Mm. and i don't even know in that moment if he's really thinking about 1600 people i really think he's just thinking about the guy's brother and i don't know if that's the right read on that but not that he's not thinking about the 1600 people but that brother has so become a person in his mind
1: right Um, i was i kind of took it. he was just still thinking about his friend and what he mm -hmm. kind of like his promise to his friend yeah and yeah, I didn't take it as in the in the um scene with this the singer and that group of men that he could see that as a stopping point. I saw it as a like I said a point to catch his breath and yeah. like make his next move and see where he is and well, and that's
0: I, with the girl, I think it was a stopping point with the yeah with the song it was almost exhaustion like he could have just fallen asleep right like he almost seems to kind of he has to kind of jolt himself awake
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, because poor guy's got to just be (laughs) oh for sure i mean like he didn't really sleep that night other than being knocked out so so he's got like the moral choice and then he's got this just purely physical choice right uh and at both points he presses on Mm -hmm. and i thought i just i love that pairing to go from pure danger versus a soldier to now here is uh, a civilian that needs help and I could stop here to and here's a moment of rest it right. goes through all of the human things that would pull you away from the task at hand mm-hmm. without you know a sense of of huge remorse at the moment right mm-hmm. i just i thought that was oh that was just
1: beautiful um what did you
0: think of the the woman and the baby and and all of that?
1: I I kind of I mean I didn't at the time I didn't not knowing where it goes where he runs with that group of men, I thought it was a nice lovely just like moment of rest as well and like human interaction again because he's been so on his own almost for I don't know how like half a day or like if you count the time that he's been unconscious. Yeah. Right. And his yeah. last encounter was almost dying from yeah. this soldier shooting him wherever on his body is. Oh, head. And, and he's nearly died. Yeah, and for sure. So <laughs> just times. having this moment of humanity, yeah. where in like human interaction where it's kind, and mm-hmm. um, he can offer some food to her, and um, I just thought that was a nice kind of moment to yeah. of humanity. Yeah. Well, and it, it all leads to... Okay. Well, which is followed up by him, like, strangling a man to death. Yes. So it's kind of a different... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: He just... It's its a very condensed portion of the movie where hes he goes through a lot of different emotions. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot. Uh, and, and it all leads to... He finally makes it to this commander uh, who can call off the tack. I love the detail early on with Mark Strong's character where he says, uh, make sure there are witnesses right, when you yeah. deliver the, was, the orders. And I was yeah, like, that's was interesting. S- Is thinking- this like a Colonel Kurtz thing? No, it's just a very simple, you know, some men want the fight. Right. Like, And, and he even alludes to that. I've been in this so long, like, I, we need to fight. Like, good job. You stopped us from this charge. Next week, they're going to send orders and have us charge anyway. Right, right. And just that idea of there, there's there been this huge dramatic uh, journey really just for that day. Mm-hmm. Because next week, most of those people he just saved will probably be dead.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that line like the whole film yeah. uh, after he said that. Uh, it's like, like, oh, I hope he has somebody in the room when he has to deliver this message. Yeah. Um, well, and it had a dark.
0: Dark connotation at first. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought, like Colonel Kurt's "Heart of Darkness," you know, apocalypse or um, apocalypse now kind of thing. Uh-huh. Where oh, this must be a madman at the helm. No, yeah, it's I didn't. What yeah. what what he was actually talking about is this guy is tired of the waiting. Right. He's tired of of the the gamesmanship. Yeah. He just wants to to fight it out and either be done with it or win.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Especially with that kind of warfare, mm-hmm. where you're hunker down in these trenches for weeks months months. yeah and you're getting a couple shots off uh, maybe doing a charge once in a while but you're finally at this moment where you could maybe gain some ground in this situation and then um, yeah you would kind of want to charge forward and get get it over with but yeah yeah. then this boy has to come in ruin all your plans way to go (laughs) yeah did you have any issues with the film at all?
0: Because I just, top to bottom, it just, it was No, I didn't so... have any
1: issues with it. It was just a lot different than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I was expecting um, like a war epic yeah. and it was just a lot quieter and contemplative in what it was doing and showing that um, war kind of for what it was more than I was expecting. I was expecting um, D-Day mm-hmm. and... and uh, I know World War One was not like that, but it was just – I was expecting the Hollywood version of it, and it wasn't. It was yeah. such a, I don't know, more meditative movie than I was thinking.
0: Interesting word, because there were, there were a couple of points where it reminded me of um, – it wasn't as lingering, but it reminded me of Terrence Malick. It I was just going to say, it, it, of, like Thin Red Line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminded me of the way – not it, it didn't get lost in any tangents. Terence Malick tends to do that in Thin Red Line where it's
1: just like branch, tree. I um, love that stuff that stuff. About I do, that do too,
0: film, but. but that's because he's going for something very different. Yeah, it's, it's if not if one of these characters was suddenly sitting there looking at a yeah. caterpillar, I would have been furious because right. – like you've established the story and the characters you guys got to get somewhere yeah it's not that kind of contemplative but there were those moments where uh those moments of quiet Mm -hmm. where it just it really read terrence malick well
1: i mean especially how it's bookended with in the beginning it's him them in a field and Mm -hmm. at the end he's in a field by himself and it's just before the fight and after the fight and where Mm -hmm. they are and how or where, where he is and how he's changed yeah. and it, it's just yeah ends on begins on this quiet, which was very malicky.
0: Now would this have been in the top in your top list? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where where would you have kind of dropped it?
1: It would have been in my top five somewhere. Yeah. I didn't really maybe three or four.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really felt like this and last black man San Francisco would have shuffled my list yeah. up.
1: And like I screwed up last time, JoJo Rabbit oh, would yeah. have been two. Yeah. Something like that. No, Wait this again.
0: is Excellent film. Yeah, um, I just I was I was hugely impressed with it, and I was not expecting to be. I was expecting to enjoy it. I was expecting to uh, kind of be impressed by its technical merits. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting to be as wrapped up in this movie and the the two guys as as I ended up being.
1: Yeah, I want to see it again because mm-hmm. I was really of, aware of the tech, like looking for that. Yeah, because
0: I looking for the transitions and, and what they were hiding and how they were doing shots. Yeah,
1: because I had watched some making of things yeah. before, which I um, not that I didn't wish I did because I was just I was so excited about that idea of doing the film that way. Um, but I was looking for it, so I'd like to just I pro- I'll probably still look for it, just and be impressed by it but yeah. uh, it'll be nice to look, just view it from the characters yeah. and stuff my second time
0: i would i would love and maybe this just isn't the kind of movie that'll end up getting it but i would love an hour-long documentary of just shot by shot you know in some of the bigger sequences how we mm. did this how we did this how did
1: you did watch that making thing I, said? I did it was great and i wished it was Two, three I know longer. that whole thing about how they did him going up that embankment to do mm-hmm. that final run down the trench to yep. get to the um, captain or sergeant. Mm-hmm. That was so amazing how like the the level of like chore- choreography to get that to work was yep. amazing. And I'm sure there and were. And still
0: there are little accidents. Like when he's running into soldiers. Oh, right. That was not That's planned. complete accidental. Yeah. Um, And I thought it looked really good to the point I'm like, oh, man, did they drop a stuntman in there and kind of CG his face a little bit? Right. Uh, But no, it just run this way and people are going to run across in front of you. and just the
1: chaos of war really happened. Uh, So I'm sure there's like stuff throughout the whole film where they had to like really uh, (laughs) kind of MacGyver what they're doing. And I was expecting it to be. I don't know. I wasn't expecting it to be so hands-on and as they've mm-hmm. shown it in that. I was expecting it to be like – I thought it was all cranes. Just like a one crane that they had on the back of a truck that went up. And then mm-hmm. it was like, nope, we got to have a one crane. And then you take the camera off. And then there's love soldiers' kind of disguise. Like, <laughs> like PA soldiers' disguised <laughs> yeah. to like we'll carry it to another crane. And then they'll yeah. come in frame. And it's like so yeah. – uh, Almost they'd be running
0: along with the camera and just kind of gently set it into a little cradle. Yeah, and then the crane would take it and go over something. Then there'd be somebody else in a
1: uniform, just so they could blend into the background after they dropped yeah. off the. Oh,
0: it's so amazing,
1: I think, and that stuff was throughout the entire film. Yeah. So it'd be cool to see like yeah. more instances yeah. of that. But yeah, I really liked it. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, it was. It was excellent.
0: It was beautiful. It was mm-hmm. so well shot and uh, surprisingly well written and. Uh, you know, I'm sorry for people who just shoulder shrug their way through this. I I can't understand having that kind of reaction to it.
1: Yeah. so I can understand going in and you are expecting like. More bombast. Yeah. Yeah. And if I wasn't somebody who like I already enjoy quieter films like that, I could understand being disappointed, but I was, I was happy with it. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely go watch it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, last thing uh, that we're going to do in this, our 11th episode, uh, we have a little new feature that we're going to try out, and it feels like a whole lot of fun. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. uh, What we have done, just, what do you call this? Self-punishment?
1: (laughs) Self-loathing? Well, it's not all bad movies. It's not all bad. Okay. All right. Why don't you explain exactly what we're doing? I need to come Play along at home. I need to come up with a clever name for this, you know, like not wheel of pain. No, no, not wheel of pain. <laughs> I mean, summer paint might be painful. Summer, like it was just movies. Like I had in my queue. That, like, oh, okay. I want to watch that. And you, may, like, if it lands on something, you're like, I already watched that. Then we'll okay. we'll do it again. Right. But it's like the I don't know the movie Tron three thousand or something. We're we're gonna spin a wheel and mm-hmm. we're gonna have a random. Movie picked for us out of okay. a collection that we set up, and we're, we're going to add to this okay. as it goes on. Some
0: are good, hopefully, some are not yeah. good, no, probably. No,
1: some a lot are good. one like smaller films that I don't okay. think we've both seen that are on Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon, and some are bad. Um, some are uh, just maybe curious. And we'll Do you see.
0: want to read a couple of examples, um, of what's on the uh the wheel here?
1: Yeah, let me see here. Okay, so I have that's like some random things. Like, you ever uh, Lords of Chaos? Mm. Did you ever Heard watch it of, haven't okay, watched Lords it. of Chaos? The Mountain with Jeff Goldblum, Come, um, haven't watched where he's that. like a um, what's the ice pick in the nose? A lobotomy. <laughs> he's like a guy like the last person performing lobotomies, okay. like in the nineteen fifties or sixties. Okay. Um, Danzel with Robert Pattinson. Do you ever okay. see that? Nope. Um, it's a good list i haven't seen any of these yeah and they looked interesting oh, oh i have this it's the lighthouse but from 2018 and it looks exactly like this the 2019 version i like i watched a trailer and it was like it's just like no name actors it's the same premise two men on a lighthouse and it it's okay. like the crappy version so i'm really <laughs> I hope it lands on that at some point okay um uh, Any others of note in there? Skin from, did you ever see a thing? Of that, like the neo-Nazi seen, kind of thing
0: mm-hmm, that has Jamie Bell.
1: Yeah. Lucy in the Sky, which I figure we might watch, mm-hmm. but I threw it on there. Okay. Uh, the Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Uh, with um, um, Kylo Ren. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 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 He's officially changed his name to that. <laughs> um, killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched that in a hot minute. Uh, yeah, I, I've never seen it, so it, it looked Oh, good. really? Yeah, it looked I, fun, so. I remember
0: it being near garbage.
1: But. I hope it's fun garbage. Okay. Uh, Greasy Strangler, mm-hmm. which you have not watched, but I have, but cool. I would love to see it. Okay. If you hate it in fabric, you're going to definitely hate that. Okay. Uh, Aeronauts. Exactly. <laughs> looks like oh, no. possible pain yeah. uh, oh this was one of your suggestions uh velocipastor
0: i was just gonna say you gotta make sure velocipastor, velocipastor is, on there. is on there um that looks bonkers and bad yeah so okay uh, i had
1: found this other film and i uh, had it on there last night and my my list got deleted Okay. and it i have to find it again okay. it looked like the Velocipastor equivalent of like a robot movie. Perfect. <laughs> so I have to find All right. that.
0: So what we're going to do, we're going to spin the wheel. Whatever movie comes up, uh, we're going to watch it this week. We're going to talk about it next week. And uh, if if you have the time, you should definitely watch it with us and just uh, <laughs> see what uh, gems we find or what hilarity ensues. Let's spin this thing. Clear. Okay.
1: I think it's going to make a sound. So Oh, oh this high tech. Uh, yeah.
0: Last time we tried to sing say- Oh, Slow West. So, that, oh, with um, um the, the tall, weird looking skinny kid. <laughs> and
1: uh and Michael Fassbender.
0: Yeah, Michael Fassbender. Did you see that one? No, I okay, haven't watched good. it. I but haven't what's either. what's the tall, weird looking skinny kid's name? Um uh, uh, He was in he was the kid from the road, right? I think so. I'll look it yeah. up real quick. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Slow West. I believe that's on Amazon Prime because uh, it's in my queue. Uh, so I think if it might be on have Hulu Amazon Hulu Prime. And maybe you can watch Netflix. for free. Maybe Netflix. Yeah, and Cody Hulu.
1: Smith McPhee. Yeah,
0: that's him. He played Nightcrawler Smith in McAfee. the yeah yeah in the recent X Men flicks. Yeah. okay. Might not be good, but we'll find out the wheel of but faith. this is definitely Michael Fassbender right yes. this is not not Michael Fassbender this is the real Michael Fassbender this is the real yeah. authentic Michael mm-hmm. Fassbender
1: not cut right Michael Fassbender okay yeah
0: because when I watched Art of Self-Defense I thought I was getting a movie with Michael Fassbender and it was Pollock's Troy so it was very confusing <laughs> to me all right so real Michael Fassbender and Nightcrawler in the west This this sounds great yeah we're gonna have a good time all right uh, we'll be back then next week with Slow West and uh, a couple more new movies. Yeah, we'll see what we come up with to watch. We'll spin the There's wheel There's a again. lot out there, and then we will spin that wheel again. <laughs> I am telling you, praying for Velocipastor. <laughs> I want
1: to see it so bad. <laughs> I think I did a test spin earlier, and yeah. that was the first thing. Oh, I oh man. So, All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. So uh mm-hmm.
0: going to go clean up some sewage. <laughs> Can I watch? <laughs> no i
1: don't think you want to just for your face might be worth enough no okay bye ken bye clint